1: With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Monday, October 29th, 2018, season 14, episode number 68. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. They stopped yawning, man. Seriously,
2: what are we doing? I I wasn't yawning. I was just kind of messing with them. Yeah, seriously. (laughs) Nick, Dave, how are you guys doing? Good. I'm awesome. We good? Yeah.
1: We ready to roll into another I'm, week here? Coming off the bye. Should have gotten plenty of rest. I feel
2: rejuvenated. Awesome. Honestly, I feel weird. Like, you just, you get in, you know, you get into the grind of the season and. Every day's sort, you know, you kind of get into this schedule, and it was nice having what we had like four days off, but it kind of throws you off a little bit.
1: Yeah, it's it was weird. I couldn't relax this weekend. I kept telling my wife like I can't relax. I feel like I need to be doing something. <laughs> it's hard to get out of that mode of just going, 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 going. So
2: I had an easy time doing it. <laughs> Dave, like, yeah, it was all good with me. I napped all day Friday, got a mm. massage. Uh, wow, that's nice. Partied on Saturday a little bit and yeah. watched football yesterday. It was awesome. Yeah, right.
3: so, I don't like it when it's like this. And it's going to be this way all week where it's just like it's really a Wednesday and Garrett's going to sit up there and say, well, today's a, a Monday. And you're like, no, it isn't. But <laughs> it, it's going to happen all the way until you get to the game. Yeah. It's not going to get normal again until Tuesday.
2: What's yeah. going to, Next you know, Tuesday. What's going to be weird is Monday, you know, you watch a full day of games on Sunday and then Monday, it's a Monday, like it's a weekday. You're used to working, but you're just going to be waiting around for the game. Yeah. So... Yeah, but when's the last time we've had two weekends
1: in a row where where we were able to watch get, football on a Sunday? It's going to be on a weird. Saturday and a Sunday. It's like You don't have weird. to travel. You don't have a game on Sunday. That's that's actually pretty nice. I'm no, looking forward to that. not complaining, yeah, but it's still to.
2: it's definitely throws you for a loop.
1: Well, today we're going to talk a little bit. I know there was a topic Friday that we started up and we didn't get a chance to finish. We were talking about change. I threw out a couple changes that you guys that could possibly take place or just changes that were worth talking about. Um, And there were four others that I have for you guys. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. But before we get to that, I just wanted to recap a little bit on the weekend. Uh, I assume you guys watched a little football this weekend. And I mean, I saw somebody say on Twitter, it feels like a, a, a victory Monday. Not really, because all the things that the Cowboys probably wanted to happen this weekend, two in particular... Did not happen. Uh, you saw two uh, division teams that you probably wanted to take a loss, both get a win. Washington beats New York, which you probably could have expected. On the road. Um, yeah, on the road, you thought maybe there's a chance, yeah. but obviously not. And then Philadelphia in London gets the win over Jacksonville, and Jacksonville continues to just look awful. And it's it's amazing and that, that forty to seven win is yeah. losing some luster, <laughs> right? It's like one of those things where you thought at the time it was a really great win, but now you kind of wonder if. It was just that's a bad team, and and really looking at all the teams the Cowboys have beaten, you know, there's not a lot of there's not a lot there to say that the, that you can gauge how good the Cowboys are because the teams that they've beaten aren't very good. You
2: that's know. that's the NFL for me though, with very rare exceptions. I mean, if you go up to Foxborough and beat the Pats, you should feel pretty good about that. <laughs> no doubt. Uh, if you beat this Rams team, if you beat the Packers while Aaron Rodgers is in there, okay. Uh, but for the most – I mean, it's the NFL. I mean, the, the Bills went on the road and beat the crap out of what we think is a decent Vikings team, which – so, you know, that looks like a statement win that the Saints put up last night. But is it? I mean, yeah. have the Vikings look like world beaters to this point? And every one of the Their losses – record yes,
1: they're not. Right? Yeah,
2: Every one of the losses the Cowboys have had are against
3: teams now that are good. I mean, at the time, Houston was not looking very good, neither looking was good Seattle. Now. Looking good now. they're now. looking good. Carolina yeah. looks really good. Washington, Seems like they all turned
1: it around after they played the Cowboys.
2: Yeah still kind of early. It season, is. it's it's the NFL and everybody but about four teams looks mediocre as hell. Like that's the Saints, Rams, uh Pats and Chiefs all look pretty awesome and everybody I else. Mean, I'm just November's like
3: November's going to tell it all because you got you got the Eagles twice, I think. Yeah. Uh technically well, the once second Eagles one is in is December, December. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. But that that whole stretch there, you have the Redskins coming back on Thanksgiving. I mean, all that's going to really de- determine what you know what this team does. So um you know there'll be some swing games it has a, it feels like that at Atlanta game again <laughs> about the same point in the season It's going to be a a time where you know if the Cowboys are really going to do something, like they have to win that one right there.
1: Because Atlanta's getting hot now, Hot, relatively speaking, for their for for what this season has been for them. Uh, They've had a few wins here in a in a row, and so they're starting to get to a point where maybe they're finding their way. And I this happens every year in the NFL season. There's going to be a team that was around that 500 mark um, at week five, week six, week week seven that gets on a roll and will be a player
2: in the playoffs. It's it remains to be seen who that's going to be, but obviously definitely the team. Cowboys. Mari Cooper's here, <laughs> offense is coming on. Let's go. Maybe get on maybe. the train. You
1: know, one thing that stood out to me this weekend as I started kind of I watched the the Front rescue. Row of the
2: Dodger game. I was wondering if we were, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> that. Yeah, okay. We're going to
1: get to that. Matter of oh fact, God, if you want to, throw that out there, I mean, it, I I kind of <laughs> almost didn't want to bring it up because I know on this show our response to Jimmy that. Jimmy
3: Johnson shouldn't have done that.
1: Yeah, I, In my opinion. Go ahead and tell me what you think. I think
3: Jimmy why? Johnson, because do your own thing. Coach your own team. I mean, <laughs> you, you don't need to be standing up there. You're not coaching. Yeah, you did coach, but you're not coaching anymore. And the thing that I didn't like about his comment, his comment about Jason Garrett being at the Dodger game uh, on 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 the bye weekend. But, but he, he was like, it doesn't, he said something like, it doesn't really matter to him. It's just, it's not a good look. It's not a good perception. Perception when reality is, is why or should he be worrying about perception i mean if it, to me it's like if you're an analyst if you're gonna say it then say it but don't throw it out there like a perception because at this point does jason garrett really care about what the perception is did he care about what the perception let me ask is you this him? was he
1: saying the perception to with this with the general media and public or are you saying the perception to his team well if is or is this. there a difference does that matter to you that if which his players
3: one? are over here working out or if his coaches are over here working out that's fine i i think it was ghost town
2: so if it if it was, I'm betting it was a ghost. Right. Time. I know it was a ghost. <laughs> right. right. So I'm just not saying. To say you were up here, but yeah. you know it was a ghost. I actually time. did come up here on did Sunday. You? I for, my phone charger died. Oh. I had to come get my spare. But okay. did you see guys I was, working out? I was here long was enough Mario to see. in throwing balls. I was here long enough to see not a single car in the parking lot. You know, I just, before I went back, home. <laughs> not one, not one. And nor should it be, to yeah. be quite honest home. with you. Yeah. It's the bye week. Yeah, which the reason why you get a bye week. I honestly. I, I don't have a problem with Jimmy Johnson saying it because to a degree, I think he's right. It is the perception. I mean, Jason Garrett could have gone to that game and sat in the back of a suite and no one would have been the wiser, but he wanted to sit next to Brad Paisley. He knew he was going to wind up on national TV. And to his credit, I don't think he cares, nor should he. But if you're the head coach of the most visible franchise in American sports and they're not doing that well, people are going to have stuff to say about that. That's just the nature of the job. That comes with the dinner, as he always likes to say. But... He's never cared about that, nor do I think he should. He's paid handsomely. Uh, And I I don't have the slightest problem with it. It's the bye week. Like, everybody deserves a break from their job, no matter how much they're paid to do it. like, it's lunacy to think that he should be up here diagramming plays on a Friday night. Uh, I guarantee you he put in long hours before everybody took their break. Frickin' uh, everyone and their mother took a vacation. I mean, every player was out of town. Uh, Sanjay Lal went out to the Bay Area to visit his parents. He told us that on Thursday before they broke, like that's what you do on the bye week. Uh, however, no. however bad you might think he is at his, however bad you might think Jason Garrett is at his job, uh, he's well within his right to do that during the team's weekend off. It's fine, yeah. but you sit front row at a World Series game having the job he has. It's going to draw attention. That's yeah. just the nature. It, of the Yeah, thing. it's
1: just one of the things I that I've come to really despise about sports. I love sports, I love football, but I despise this one thing that there's this perception that in sports, you have to be, that sports has to be everything. And I don't think that's healthy, number one, but I don't think it's the right thing either. Uh, I'll give you an example. This, This last weekend, my nephew plays college football. One of his teammates, a starting wide receiver at New Mexico, missed the game because his sister was getting married. And people were actually talking about it on the air. The the people on the on the air talking about it and they were talking about how you know some people that were like, well, how could he miss a game for for a wedding? Never heard never heard of that before, and it just kind of stuck out to me that that's part of what's wrong a little bit with how we view sports. Sports is is entertainment. Sports is fun. Sports is not the end all be all. There are lives and people's lives should trump that to some degree. Now that doesn't mean you you miss practicing games just for flip reasons, but. In a situation like this where a man is off from work, like it is designed to get guys away from work, and he went to enjoy what for some people would be a once-in-a-lifetime type experience. I'm not sure if he's been to a World Series before, but I would assume for most people that's a great experience to have, whether you're a coach or not. I think that it's kind of it's it's lunacy that people would have a problem with the fact that he took his off time to go and have an experience like that, and, like, sports is not the end all be all, nor should it
3: be. And if we know anything, I mean, there's going to be some kind of team message that comes out of it. You know, like I thought <laughs> about our football team,
2: a new T-shirt, and sitting maybe sitting, a new T-shirt, sitting right behind the uh, the on deck circle at Dodger Stadium, <laughs> well, game three. And I thought about us. I thought about our team. <laughs> yeah, I can yeah, see that. It's well, going to come back. It's no, going to be good.
3: But that's, wor- so he was working. That's the
2: that's the age-old debate, though, isn't yeah. it? I mean, it's this, you know, why do people get mad at players for holding out for a better contract? Like, oh, you have this amazing opportunity. Like, you're the head coach of the Cowboys. You, pay, you make $5 million a year to, to do this, and people would kill for your job. So they expect that. And keep in mind, too... Uh, this, I mean, the whole reason this is as popular as it is is because it's an escape for the people that watch it, and a lot of people tie up, to be honest, too much of their self worth in how their football team's doing. So to see that, as from, we do with our college program, oh, I mean, everybody, <laughs> we does do it, it. too. Every, we're like, we're, oh, yeah, I'm we're part of this. We a culpa. part of this. We, yeah, wouldn't part of this. Be, we wouldn't be doing this job if yes. we didn't feel that way. Right. But sometimes you just got to take a step br- back and be like. The Cowboys aren't three and four because Jason Garrett is taking in a baseball game, right? My, oh, on a bye week. On a bye week. I thought
3: I got a few tweets about it. Some, you know, whatever fans had different opinions about it. But one of them was like, "Did you find it ironic at all that he was that he was uh, sitting front row at a game that was pretty much tied, you know, for seventeen
2: seventeen innings or whatever?" Like, That's my biggest yeah. beef.
3: <laughs> eight I, and eight,
2: huh? <laughs> I don't have a. a by all means, Jason Garrett go to nice the joke. game. I didn't like good. it, but I liked it you, yeah, you did um I just I believe he left early, which like shame on you, like you're oh I mean, yeah you made that's your big pet peeve <laughs> about sports hell, games. yeah, yeah, you made the effort to go you flew across the country the the longest and one of the most epic baseball games in history, and it had, I mean, the the home. He's clearly rooting for the Dodgers. He's friends with Tommy Lasorda and Clayton Kershaw. They win in a walk off after eighteen innings. Like you'll never see that again. And I believe he left early, which but like he that's already what, he
1: had would, his T shirt idea. I, like that's all he wait. needed to no, get. He agreed
2: to do one game. He didn't agree to do two games. He
4: <laughs>
1: right. was back at the, the end. It's the bye week, man. It's the bye week. You can't he
2: only get in one game star. on a bye week. It's Friday night. I guarantee you he, he he probably flew private. Like he shame on you. Stay for the whole thing. Wow. Stay. Always stay. Especially like if you already sunk the time and resources, you gotta stay. Maybe the wife was ready to go. And Sorry. with the
1: wife's ready to go, then we're leaving.
2: Sorry for the DallasCowboys.com alumni Rowan Kavner, who is a Dodgers he works for the Dodgers as a He does work for the Dodgers their writer, as their writer head writer. He texted me which I you know I was I was overserved. Well no no not on Friday night. Saturday <laughs> night I was overserved. But I was <laughs> Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's all the same. Rowan thing, was Rowan is one of my dearest friends, so I was in communication with him throughout the weekend and on I get yeah, it was Saturday night. You know they they won that one, but they were then they're losing to go down three one, and obviously yeah. they lost the series last night. And he texts me, and he's a lifelong Rangers fan too. So he's like, "This is the second time I've had to watch a team Ugh. I'm invested in lose back to back World Series." And he's like, "What did I do to deserve this?" I'm like, I don't know, man. That's just the crappy. <laughs> has gotta hurt. It's a crappy hand you got dealt. That's gotta hurt. Hurts so bad. All right, let's take our first break. When we
1: come back, I do want to talk a little bit about that Washington Redskins run defense. Uh, I want to I throw mean, out some I, of the I names. I derailed
3: what you were about to say. That's where I was
1: going. Okay, but that, <laughs> yeah. you you look at some of the names of the running backs that they faced this year, and some of the totals that they've uh, that they've held them to. I think it's pretty uh, it's pretty interesting and something worth noting. We'll talk about with that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio.
4: If you're like me and you love, I mean, if you have a. Fight
0: Get the live sports you love. Try TV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit Direct DirecTV now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply.
5: Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to
0: When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeerdealer.comslash slash football. Back
2: to the break.
1: Welcome back. It is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios
2: at the Star it's a non-victory Monday uh, coming off a of bye week. But it's not a defeat Monday. But it's not a defeat Monday. That's correct. The bye week is great. People who don't like the bye week don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. Like, yeah. your longhorns didn't get it done on Saturday. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to rub salt in the wound. But yeah. I just got to sit back and chill. Like, I didn't have to worry about all that. Yeah. It was a long weekend. Yeah. A very long weekend. But let's talk about these Washington Redskins.
1: Um, obviously, if the Cowboys, after losing the, the game that they played to them uh, already... If they're going to get back into the mix for the division, I think, it's a, I think it is an absolute must that they win on Thanksgiving when Washington comes to town. But if you look at how they're playing football and how they're winning, one of the things that's most important, I think, for the Redskins is that they are stopping the run at a very, very, very good pace. Like right now, um, they are second in the league in run defense, only giving up 80.1 yards per game on the ground. They have not check this out. The are only two teams in the NFL that have this stat. They've not given up a single run over 20 plus yards. Wow. Um, and there's only the only other team was I want to say Baltimore, maybe. I that can't remember make, that would make sense. It, it was one other team that hasn't done it as well that has no, it's Minnesota. that's who it is. It's Minnesota. Uh, but they've not given up a single run. The longest run they've given up is 18 yards. They have not given up a a running, y- a running, to- a running play over 20 yards. Um, and obviously that's what the Cowboys do. Um, What we've seen from the Cowboys this season, when they've had success, they're able to run the ball. When they don't have success, they're not able to run the ball. Uh, Listen to some of these numbers. They faced David Johnson at 34 yards. They faced uh, Mark Ingram, 53. Alvin Kamara, 24. Cam Newton, 43. uh, Christian McCaffrey, 20. Zeke, 33. Dak, 33. Saquon Barkley, 38. So they're doing this across the board. This is not just one, one time. They're doing this every week. They are holding teams that that traditionally run the ball well, good runners. They're holding them to literally practically nothing on the 50, ground. Yeah. That's the Knows. stat,
2: the stat that went viral yesterday. Their last 3 games, Carolina, Dallas, and and then New York, McCaffrey, Zeke, and Barkley combined for Full, less yep. than 100 yards combined. Which <laughs> hey, you spend you spend first round picks I think number 13 and number 18 overall on mm-hmm. these Super freak, athletic, defensive tackles, and you got two smart, sure-handed linebackers behind them. That's what happens. I mean, yep. it's playing out the way they wanted it to when they made those picks. So, thinking about all that,
1: what do you think the Cowboys have to do? Is a, is the signing of Amari Cooper enough to maybe give them that other option? Because they're gonna, I think, when they play Washington, unless they figure out a way to penetrate that defensive front that nobody else has figured out yet, they're gonna have to throw the ball in order to move the ball down the field. Yeah. So, do you think that's enough bringing in Amari Cooper to be able to do that?
3: Yeah, I think I think it is. I mean, I, they're not far from from you know winning these games and And that's the thing about Washington: as good as their defense is playing, their offense isn't really good, that good. Where they're going to pull away from people? This isn't like you know the, the Saints that their defense is playing pretty well and their offense is playing really well. So therefore, they're six and one or seven and one, wherever they are right now. You know, same with the Rams. You know, they're doing it for, on both ends. Washington really isn't. So. Um, you know they, they they their defense is dominating those games, but they, I believe they are all one score games, and they were down to the end. And you know you have a game manager in Alex Smith, and and that's kind of what he is. Those guys aren't going to run away from you. So I, I I think you know you're talking about you know the Cowboys lost twenty to seventeen. They gave up a defensive touchdown. They need to you know I th- I think Rob Phillips had a stat the other day. I mean, a touchdown a game. You know maybe can Amari Cooper give you a touchdown a game? A touchdown a game would change. You know, it, w- it would change the course of your season so far right now. um So I think that that's kind of where they are. I mean, that's asking for a lot from one guy, but I, I think, you know, I think they'll, they'll be okay. I mean, they're not that far off. Three and four, they're not that far off.
2: I'm declining to put that much pressure on Amari Cooper. I just, I need to see it, which, I mean, there's going to be pressure on him regardless. They gave up a first round pick. I get yeah. that. That's not, I'm not saying I don't have expectations for him, but. I need to see that to believe it. As a baseline, just starting out, we haven't seen him play yet. I just hope and think that he is enough of a threat that it will open things up for everybody else. I think defenses have to be more reluctant uh, to put nine in the box and to focus as much as they have on Cole Beasley, knowing that a guy like Amari Cooper is out there. And he needs to make the plays to cement that I guess but but I think he has that potential and I really think that's going to be the difference is just that his presence you would like to think will make things easier you for know, everybody else. I
1: actually don't think his presence will do that. I think they're going to have to yeah, convert it. like they're going to have to do it because I think teams are going to say, "Yeah, we see, but we're going to until you show us that you can consistently do it, we're going to still take the option that we'll take Zeke out of the game and if you beat us, you beat us." And I think the Cowboys are going to have to beat a few teams throwing the ball up and and really going downfield with it in order to force yeah. teams to realize not only do they have the weapon, but that they're actually gonna use it the right way because I don't think teams trust them to do it.
3: You have to do that. I mean the, the Scott Lenahan, Jason Garrett, Dak Prescott, they have to do that. They have to throw you're you're right. I mean, you can get it blocked. Take four steps, go back, and throw the ball deep. You can. I mean, nothing stops you from doing that. I mean, you may not be the best look that you want, but you can definitely do it. You can do back shoulder things. You can do things towards the sideline where you hope that a first-round pick like Amari Cooper can go up and make the play. They have to do that. And if they don't, then then it's on them. It's on Linehan. It's on Dak because they, they have provided a weapon that can do that, and that will help Beasley, that will help O-line, that will help Zeke, that will help Dak. I mean that's the that's really the only way. So you're right about that. They have to do it, and
2: I don't I don't know what other way you can say it. Uh, I, I feel like it. we've talked about this a few times, and I mean I agree. Yes, obviously you got to take shots down the field, but this goes back to a talking point from the Washington game, which is they burned them bad on the Michael Gallup double move for a touchdown, and the Redskins played off for the rest of the game. They're were like, we're not going to let you do that anymore because which, they burned them. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. well. And so I don't think it's realistic. You know, Dak's just not going to suddenly start playing like Matt Stafford and just chucking the ball. Like, that's not what he does. But Amari Cooper, he damn well better, if you traded a first-round pick, be able to just run the 12-yard comeback and not right. let the DB hook his arm and right. catch the ball. And if he's consistently doing that, then that's enough. It really True. is. Yeah. And yeah. People don't. But they got to use him. That's the
1: point. They yeah. got to use him. Yes. You know. They have to use him and force teams to realize that he is if
2: enough of a weapon that they can beat you like that. If he can consistently make catches eight to twenty yards down the field, it will be enough. I genuinely think that. I agree.
3: You know what's weird is that you think, well, is one player enough? Well, the way this team plays, think of it. I mean, the whole touchdown a game. That that's a good way to look at it. But what about, you know two or three first downs a game. Can this guy give you two or three first downs? Because there's a lot of times that this team is punting around the 50-yard line. Two or three first downs, and now that you're down at the 30, you're kicking a field goal. We've seen two games already this year where a field goal By the Cowboys would would have been a difference maker. Even a field goal in Seattle would have been a difference maker when you're driving there at the end. So maybe the the case for Carolina too. So you know, just a a few first downs. That's how close this thing is, and it's and it's close the other way. The Cowboys have lost. I mean, have won a a close game too. So um, I I just I just feel like yes, if if you simplify things a little bit. I do believe that this this guy will help just enough. They don't need a lot to to kind of win some games here they they're right there their defense is really good their offense is solid at home they need to they need to figure out yeah, that's,
2: they need yeah that's another thing but we don't have to worry don't about, worry that, about for that this week two more weeks yeah
3: <laughs> they, they they should win this game. I'm surprised the line wasn't a little bit more than that four four points the, it just came out I guess is it four Daniel, points yeah i mean I just,
2: who's favored for Dallas by four that's Which I'm not. I'm surprised it's not a little more too. That tells you something. Like Vegas does not respect Washington at all because they were one point underdogs against a sorry New York team. I know it was a road. Were they underdogs? I thought they were. I thought they were favored
1: by one. Okay. Either way, right there. Either way, yeah. Either
2: way, but still, yeah. I'm surprised by that because they've looked really good the last three or four weeks. I mean, I know they got shellacked by the Saints, but that was a month ago.
1: But didn't you also kind of think this was a weekend where if Giants were going to get. That 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 win no. this part of the season this would be the win that I, they would get. Uh, not really division not really. teams. I just think division teams. It's always kind of a crap. It that, is that thing's a mess
2: up there. It that it, it is. That's how sorry <laughs> it is. That's how sorry the Giants have been. I mean, yeah. Saquon Barkley. Is, are do you realize what he's doing? Yeah, he's on pace for two thousand all purpose yards. Like he's gonna run and throw and catch for a thousand. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. Like that's how bad they are. That okay. they can't even make use of that. If I and, was,
3: if I was uh, the Giants, I would trade. Whatever it takes, maybe, maybe not, not whatever it takes, but I would trade maybe a second round pick, whatever, to to Oakland for Derek Carr.
2: You're the second. I heard somebody say on the, the, radio the second day. or third person I've heard suggest that, and I, yeah, I'm here for it. I mean, give up got, your give up young your first. weapons. He's pretty young. He need something. Give a uh, shit and oh! I just cursed on the oh, air. Sorry, my bad. I got I excited. So off today. I, it's i I told you. <laughs> it's a rough I've been thrown for a loop. <laughs> I've been thrown for a loop. Um, that what it's Oakland fun. would then have four first round picks. Yeah. Well, well I, no. This, not, he
3: said a second. I'm not throwing a first. He because said a second. not the Giants first. I'm not throwing that. I'm not trading no, their first. No. I mean, no. if, yeah.
2: if 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 a quarterback is what you need to help fix that thing, it's kind of the same logic as the Cowboys. And I mean, but that's the guy you're going to get in the draft better than Derek Carr. Derek Carr hasn't even been that good. But Oakland would take
3: that second round pick because it's going to be a high second.
2: And I can't believe that they would demand a first for Amari Cooper and then let their franchise yeah, quarterback go that, for yeah. a second round. Pick. And my thing is, picking?
1: if I'm going to give up that that pick, are there other back? I mean, other quarterbacks out there that maybe I think are better options in the draft? Like, I, no, oh, I'm saying oh, I'm saying there. that are in the uh, like I might opt for a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, who you might have to give up less. He's sitting Ooh. on someone's bench. Maybe you can get that trade for a little less than a second round. I pick.
2: can't imagine why the Saints would trade him. Because he's the third quarterback, but like, <laughs> right. but he's your insurance policy. I mean, you know, it, I think they love Taysom Hill. I think he's going to end up think? being
3: their next. He only plays every, yeah, every I,
2: snap. I, I just like, think he's going to end up being their quarterback. once Love leaves Taysom Hill is their gadget guy. I, I get it, Everything. but he—that's just because they can't put him at quarterback right now because their quarterback is Drew Brees. If Drew Brees gets concussed against the Rams next week and can't play you for, think for it's two Bridgewater? Weeks, yeah, absolutely, that's what he's there for. Hey, send, you talked about not having games on um, Sunday. Um, there's going to
3: be some good ones. to watch Sunday afternoon.
1: This coming Sunday?
3: Yeah, or Sunday, right? D- don't
1: those, don't Saints, the Rams? Saints-Rams Saints is on yeah, Sunday afternoon. afternoon. packers Pages is night, oh, that's right? True. That's a Sunday night game, right?
2: That's good stuff. Yeah, I can't wait to see game. that. That'll be fun. All
1: right, we're going to take our final break. We'll come back. Uh, we'll take some questions, too. You guys give us a call, 888-855-2297. Again, it is 888-855-2297. We'll be right back.
0: While a player can look good on paper,
6: Back to the break. Welcome back to the break. We're in the final
1: segment live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. It's Monday following the bye week. We're going to get you guys ready for Cowboys versus Titans. That happens Monday night. It's Monday night football next week. Um, so uh, we got a long week to get you ready. Dave's already started watching the Titans. He'll start breaking that down on a Wednesday show. We'll do it Wednesday and Thursday and then Friday to get you guys ready for the show. Not sure yet whether we'll have shows on Monday. I'm thinking probably not. Probably get you guys ready over the end of this week, and then we'll just head right into that game Monday. So let's get some calls. You guys call us 888 855 2297. Again, it is 888 855 2297. Before we do that, Nick, tell us a little bit about uh, Tommy John.
3: Oh, Tommy John, it is the best underwear in the world. I think everybody in this room will certainly agree. I don't know if they'll agree today. I will agree. But uh, every day. I think I, yeah, I can't remember this morning, but I think so as well. The (laughs) reason why is because it's soft. Feels good. Yeah, you don't even barely even know you're wearing anything. It feels mm-hmm. like commando, but you know it's not. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know yeah. if you know what that is all about, but yeah. it is really good. Tommy John is the best, and they're so confident that you're gonna love it that if you think, hey, it's not the best I've ever had, you can send it back and they'll they'll give you your money back. But I doubt you'll do that because it is the best underwear you'll ever have. It'll be right at the top of your drawer all the time. All Dallas the time. Cow- or oh, Dallas Cowboys it is the official. Underwear of the Dallas Cowboys. Tommyjohn.com forward slash Cowboys. You get 20% off your
1: first order. Awesome. Do Thank it. you, Nick. Do you have something? Nope. Oh, nope. I thought you were about nope. to say something. All right. Nope. Tommy, so let's uh, let's jump into some phone calls. We got a call from Ken in New Mexico. Ken, what up?
6: Hey, it's good to talk to you guys. You, you know what? I haven't talked to the Cowboy Network since I talked to Frank Lusk. And Vern Munquist way back in the 60s. Whoa. I wasn't
2: even alive. Uncle Vern.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that means if I wasn't alive, nobody else in this crew was alive. Thanks. No, but I
6: was. (laughs) Hey, my friends, hey, pass something on to Nate Newton for me real quick. He said uh, the other day that Valdez is coming, and he said he was talking about that being from Louis Lamar, the writer, but it was from Elmore Leonard. Uh, Okay, I read like Nate. uh, Okay, the other thing that I have is they need to run Chris Jones. i watched the right side of the Washington Redskins defense. Every time Chris went into pump formation, the guy on the end came around and left the pass straight up the side for Chris Jones to run a lot of yards. If they ran in Houston, Cowboys win. If Chris ran once in Washington, Cowboys win that game. They've got to use Chris Jones's speed or they're wasting him. That's all I got. Thank you, my all brothers. Right. Hey.
3: Thanks. Okay. Well, I mean, this—it's one of those things where you'll do it once a season, um, and I think that they will do it. You, you've seen it, and, and you're right. His speed is, is good enough to, to do that. They're just—you just, just kind of find the, the the right time and right, uh, you know, formation. And, um, you know, look that you're looking for. I mean, it'll happen, but, I mean, it's not something that happens every week. It's not like, oh, they need to yeah, I, I wouldn't, guy. I wouldn't mean, recommend it. So, this is not
6: the same
1: for you as, like, uh, Flea Flicker, uh, where you would – Flea Flicker, you said, I'll do that every week because the worst-case scenario, that means the safety just stays back, and well, I'm okay with the safety staying back regularly.
3: I don't think – um, I don't think you're gonna get the, the the looks that you want, and I don't think it would benefit you to do it too to, much. to do it too
2: much. Yeah. I mean, I can. Especially, he's a pretty good punter too, so yeah. I mean, you don't want him taking reward. hits
3: too. I mean, that's that's, that's the true. thing.
2: You don't want him taking a lot of hit any hit. Did you see your boy Michael Dixon from the U of T at Austin yesterday? Michael Dixon, or that's the punter, his name, right? For, the punter. Oh yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Did about you see him? what he did yesterday? Yes or no? He won the game for the Seahawks. Well, sort of. They were up by fourteen. No, I didn't see it. He faked like they got a good look Punting out of his own end zone. The Seahawks wanted him to take a safety, and because they were up by fourteen, so you know we'll kick. We're still up twelve. Yeah. He saw a good look and just took off running out of his own end zone. If he doesn't get it, the Lions get the ball on like their own four with a chance to score. And he picked it up and iced the game. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty amazing. Hey, And he freelanced it. Like he did not get, <laughs> he did not have the green Freelancing to do doesn't that. always
1: work out it as we out saw last him. night with, right. uh, with your boy in Green Bay. Who decides after the coach tells him, don't yeah. take the ball out of the end zone. Oh, we're going to let our I didn't realize million that. dollar man go out there and win the game for us. He decides on his own that he's gonna just run the ball out. Was it Montgomery? Yeah, and uh, and then promptly fumbles. And you should have seen the look on Aaron Rodgers' you face. Really, and pretty yeah. much everybody on that team is like, "We got Aaron freaking do you Rodgers." you Really think Aaron Rodgers
3: was gonna drive it down and win?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> now the question is: Did anybody anybody think he wasn't? That's the better question. I mean, of course he's gonna drive sure. it. Down and hey, he Aaron, you need only needed a field goal. Hey,
3: I could look this up, but I'm just gonna ask: Did um? I know Aikman did the game. Did Joe Buck do the game?
2: Football? No, he it didn't. Was Tom he couldn't have. Yeah, he always oh, could well, well, he was. Well, he in, always you know, does World but but he was in LA
3: for that's, the World Series. That's what I was wondering because I didn't notice any difference. I was like, did it, maybe he helicopter. Uh, how him?
1: would he do that? Like, do you think that's possible for him to uh, get from I one to the other? He well, seems he, like the kind of oh, guy. Wait, that
2: would oh wait. Oh no, it. no. I forgot they played. No, because yeah, the Dodgers played it. It's Seven? No, he couldn't have done that. Yeah, I, don't I think so. For that's, some, it's
1: too much of a turn. If, if too the too World Series had
2: ended on Saturday night, I wouldn't be surprised. Right? But yeah, no. I could see that. Was, but that same
1: know. same day, like back to no, back, I don't. It think
2: it's possible. Dion did it. It was Tom Berman. Good
1: point. <laughs> 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 All right, let's get another call. We got a call from Derek in Baltimore. Derek, what up?
6: Hey, fellas, how y'all doing? Long time listener, first time caller. Thanks, Welcome. we
1: appreciate it. appreciate it.
6: Hey, I'm asking about L L team. We're supposed to be like a power running team. I think we need to shake up our offensive line a little bit, maybe put Collins in the inside, or maybe even Smith, Tyron Smith, because he's one of our most powerful guys, and we need an inside push. Zeke has nowhere to go, hmm. and Dak is scared in the pocket. I mean, he he's jumpy now.
3: Well. What do you guys think? uh you know we appreciate the call i i don't think tyron smith is uh would ever be a guard i i, I think what makes tyron smith so good is is you know just his athletic ability to play on the edge i don't know if he would even be a strong powerful guy up front uh i don't know that i mean he, he does everything really well so maybe but they're not doing it so there's really not worth it talking about that now I did ask Paul Alexander the other day that that very question. I go, and this is what fans want to know. Why not move Connor Williams outside, Lyle Collins inside? And his answer was, when you get halfway down the road, you're already halfway down the road, so you should keep driving. Which I hate hate that answer. Back up. If you get halfway down the road, you're already
1: halfway down the road, so why not? So is that... Does that mean like you shouldn't worry about adjustments? Just stick with what you've been doing, even if it's not working. Is I, that what he's trying to I say? I think I think he's that doesn't make sense. Probably. <laughs> Thank you, Ken. I think he's probably saying
3: more about Connor Williams. This okay. Is, this is a this is what they're they're working on making him a guard, and they've been trying here and he's got some you know good moments here and there. Some moments he he struggles a little bit with power, which is why fans I could see why they say why not move him outside, but I think. His thought is is that we're making him a guard. And every time something happens we shouldn't just pull it and that does affect players. When 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 they keep
2: yeah. having this position flex and they never really figure it out, I think that's what he's saying there. Um and I I mean, and look, I don't think people are crazy for suggesting that. I get it. We've seen Lyle play well at guard. The offensive line is not playing up to snuff, but I really don't I don't think that's the right I don't think that's the right call because you're hindering the development of two different players. And uh, let's not forget, I know it hasn't been as good as you would prefer. Uh, They're still third in the league in rushing offense. Like, I don't think that's the problem. Obviously, they miss Travis Frederick. I'm tired of making that excuse, but they do. On top of that, the passing game is what's hindering the running game. Like, they thought... And they, part of that is that they're not being able to protect, right? Right. Well, and they it, thought they would have made more strides. It, they absolutely did. Like, yeah. I, I mean, going back to the spring, they were like, it's going to be rough in the early going, and then it'll come on. It hasn't happened, and that's why they made a blockbuster trade to try to fix it. But I I th- I, th- I would rather try to find a way to fix the passing game and open things up than mix all that around and hinder Connor's development and yeah. Lyle's. You know, I know he's not playing well, but he's not going to... Switching him again is not going to do anything either, I don't think. And to be quite honest with you, I think that if you want to talk about everything, and I've been probably
1: the biggest voice on this show at least, talking about the offensive line and the problems there, we haven't talked enough about the offensive line, Coach. I mean, I think Paul Alexander deserves a significant amount of whatever blame is going to go out because he is a new part there. And before that, this was an all-world offensive line. I understand Travis Frederick isn't there but some guys who have been there are not playing to the level that we've been used to them seeing, and so the question should be asked. I think you know is is he a part of the problem here, um, or or are these players really regressing even though they're being coached properly? I think that's a fair question yeah. asking. I do wonder. I do wonder if if, if he's a part of this problem here. It's I really do.
2: Especially troubling when you see that the Cincinnati offensive line is playing pretty well this significantly year, significantly better with Frank Pollock. With Frank Pollock, which yeah. they did a straight swap. Um, yeah, I mean. I was Lyle's biggest cheerleader all through the second half of last season. I thought he was playing great despite, you know, what people wanted to say about him and it hasn't translated. So two of your, I mean, Tyron and Lyle both have regressed a I don't think Connor has been bad by any stretch, but he's had his struggles and Zach is going to Zach, but. It's 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 been it's been troubling to watch, and I think I said this on the last show last week. Like, if there had been a change during the bye week, I would have guessed it would have been that, mm-hmm. but it wasn't. And so, you know, we'll see if it gets any better in the second half. All right, guys, we appreciate you joining us. We're back
1: tomorrow. We'll be at our normal time, eleven forty-five. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio.